Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Big conversations this morning, talking Dan Quinn to Washington. What the Cowboys do in response for circling around the name Joe Witt Jr. Could be either the D.C. going with Dan Quinn to Washington or could be promoted for the Cowboys. Keep an eye on that conversation. Could happen pretty quickly. If the Cowboys do want to retain Joe Witt Jr., they may have to. Hurry up. Right? Because yeah. Dan Quinn wants to bring him with him. By the way, is Dan Quinn okay essentially being the third, maybe the fourth choice in Washington? I think you're going to have to yeah. just swallow that. Yeah. Because now reports that uh, Washington not only offered the job to Ben Johnson, they also offered it to Mike McDonald. Yeah. And they would have wanted to talk to Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Which, you know, that's just the. Those are all candidates that I think I would have taken over Dan Quinn. And you just got to accept that and run with it, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's so shame that. That's the process. That's what it is. That sure it is. 100% yeah. for any job like that. And uh, the reason, Mike McDonald should be. I, I would have looked at Mike McDonald over Dan Quinn's defensive mind just because of the. And it's only two years, so that's a not a huge sample size, but it's enough of a sample size. The McShanahan offenses that are taking over, you just remarked that Liam Cohen is going to end up taking another one of these coordinator jobs. Buccaneers. All right, that's another one from the Mick Shanahan trees from the Sean McVay side of things. Guys, that's that's the offense you're going to see most of the time. You're going to see you that. Have a plan for you're going to see that offense half the time. And if you go look at Mike McDonald's Ravens defense since he became the defensive coordinator there, when he's faced one of those Mick Shanahan offenses in any form, they're averaging guys 20 points per game. He's holding Mick Shanahan offense to 20 points per game. That's a really good number. And, it and is. this year, those numbers have gotten even better. Because you go look at he held uh, Shano and Mike McDaniel, 49ers, and and the uh, Miami Dolphins to under 20 points. Yeah, oh, it's a good scheme without a doubt. He's and figured out something against that scheme. Yeah, I mean, yeah, having seen it twice this year, because as a Texans fan, I watched the the opener and then the playoff game, and the oh, Texans still haven't found the end zone against yeah, that defense. Exactly. <laughs> and it's a very talented defense. I mean, it is they got defense. they got dudes. They got all pros at linebacker and safety. And but he built it the right way. He too. did. He did. No, it's a he's a really high end candidate. I think Dan Quinn. I mean, for three straight years, the Cowboys have had top five defenses under Dan Quinn. Oh, so, Dan Quinn's defense is, is cutting uh, edge. So it's a, it's a good choice for Washington, yeah. I believe, if you couldn't get you know the Harbaugh's or the Mike McDonald's or even the Ben Johnson, who's sticking with Detroit, which is an interesting move. Hey, there have been some stories that um, you know we haven't addressed that are kind of interesting to me. We mentioned that uh, you know it looks like Chip Kelly's going to go with Dan Quinn to Washington, which then opens UCLA. Is Pete Carroll a name there? Would Pete Carroll interest you at seventy-two years old? If you if you lose your coach in February, yeah. that's not great timing. Mm-hmm. And you're UCLA and you're moving into the Big Ten next year. Would Pete Carroll be a name? Stabilizer? It's not a bad idea. I, I thought, yeah, if Boston, Boston College should have hit him up. You know, potentially he but might you, take that job. UCLA, yeah, I mean, you got more talent. He knows he knows Southern California sure. really well. And he'll hire a good coaching staff because coaches respect Pete Carroll. Well, as you so said with Boston College coaches. yesterday, let him then kind of seek for the heir apparent. Yeah, uh, your successor. You're not in a good. You're not in a good window right now, trying to replace you know, high level coaches. And they got revenue issues. They got money issues at UCLA too. Though. They do. They got some money issues going on there. Well, I think, but I think Pete Carroll's still being paid by the Seahawks. 
Uh, yeah, it's, that's why it may work is what I'm saying. Like, because Pete Carroll may not care about the money. He's like, no, I just need it. I just need a spot. Yeah, you know? and go in and coach opposite. How about that? The one-time USC coach taking the UCLA job. Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yep. Keep That'd it on be cool. That. that would be pretty cool, though. Yeah, get a former USC coach of your rival. Yeah. Um, we'll also, also, the Lakers beat the Celtics last night nah. in Boston. I don't get this NBA. The Lakers aren't good, and the Celtics NBA. are really good. <laughs> NBA regular season. I know. Yeah, you know how that goes. I mean, that was that's not, crazy. I'm not sure how much you guys care. And I'll say this for the baseball folks who are going to be out there at Dishfog Field tomorrow watching the uh, – couple things for the Longhorns in a second, but let me mention the Baltimore Orioles, pay attention to this, the Baltimore Orioles who won 101 ball games last year. Rangers beat them, of course, in the playoffs, but they were kind of new to the whole situation. Orioles were ahead of schedule this year. They just acquired Corbin Burns, who's a Cy Young winner, to you know pitch atop their rotation. That's a big move for the Baltimore Orioles. If you're a Ranger fan looking for spring training coming up in the Astros in that American League, Yankees and, and Red Sox in that division – this is a big-time pitcher from the Milwaukee Brewers who that's what they didn't have in Baltimore was that top-of-the-rotation ace pitcher. This guy's been one of the best pitchers in baseball for the last four or five years, and now he's going to Baltimore. That's a big deal. So don't sleep on that. Um, so some, some big stories out there, including hey, about the Longhorn women's basketball team. What's a huge win at Baylor last that's night? A big one. Props to Vic Schaefer uh, yep. to go on the road with a banged-up team. We've been playing this cut this morning, but uh, look, then we play this again, Ty. This is Vic Schaefer talking about his team. They're injured. Of course, we know they're without Rory Harmon to begin with. She's their best player. And when Rory Harmon, who's their point guard and kind of their quarterback, got hurt, they, they turned to this freshman, Madison Booker, who's – she wears number 35, which is important to this quote from – or this cut from Vic Schaefer. And by the way, credit our friend Bob Ballou from Shout CBS out. Austin who, yeah. who did an interview with Vic Schaefer. He actually drove up to Waco to cover the game for CBS Austin. He interviewed Vic after. But uh, I want to play this. But think about this. She's a true freshman, and she's like a 6'1 point guard, Rod. I and mean, she's a bigger point guard for women's basketball. Um, but she's a true freshman, she's, she's, you know, and she's not 100%. Uh, they're banged up, and they get a big win at Baylor yeah. uh, and have now won back-to-back games in Waco. Here is a Vic Schaefer after the game. We have to get our kids up every night because somebody's trying to whip your butt. Obviously for Baylor, they said it all week. They were going to send us out the right way, send us off to the SEC. It was personal. It goes on and on. But here's the thing. You better be careful when you start talking about owning the state. You better be careful. And I don't think they own the state since we've been in Austin. So there you got it. You overcame a lot tonight. I'm sure your heart oh stopped a couple God. times when Aaliyah went down, Madison hobbles off. What did it take to overcome, not the injuries, as much as it did just this crowd, this atmosphere, and what Baylor can do to get this win tonight? It's toughness, man. Like these kids are, what they're going through dealing with, Deanna Gaston, not, not 60%. She's not ready, tried to give us some help, did tonight. Madison Booker ain't practiced in five days. I mean, unbelievable. That kid's a monster. If that ain't the best freshman in the country, I don't know who is. For what she's having to do for our team, run the team, run the points, score, assist, defend, the kid's unbelievable. I mean, that number 35 might be as good as the one they've had here before, back when he was a freshman. I mean, she is special. There you go. Vic Schaefer, adamant. They don't own the state, Rod. You like that? own the state. I love that guy. Yeah. No, man, Vic Schaefer's awesome. I mean, that dude, yeah, his pregame speeches and halftime speeches are fantastic. That's a good question. Who, what coach at Texas gives the best pregame and motivational speeches? Who do you think? I think Shaver's in the conversation. Oh, for sure. Oh, my there. gosh. He's um, up there. 
He's definitely got to be up there. He is. That's the kind of guy you want to play for, though. He's, he's demanding. Uh, there's no question about that. But, man, he, he doesn't put up with much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, as far as that goes, as far as motivational. He might be. He might be the top, actually. He's got a lot of passion. He does. Mm-hmm. And uh, Madison Booker, you heard him say, you know, number 35, that's Kevin Durant's number. And mm-hmm. he was a freshman, a sensational freshman at Texas. And he was All-American and Player of the Year. And he's at least lobbying for his, uh, his young freshman as well. That's a huge win for them. So props to uh, Texas basketball, Texas men, as you mentioned, the upside down, um, the, oh, yeah. the horns TCU. down T-shirts that TCU's giving out. 500 bar- TCU barstools that are giving out 500 for the game. And I imagine they're not going to renege on that like BYU did <laughs> and force their students to remove them. No, they're going to throw it in Texas' face. They sure. always say it's a, it's the it, – guys, it is the greatest form of free media in college sports right now, and it's getting more and more popular. The beauty of it is as Texas gets better in all their sports, they become more hated nationally, and then nationally everybody starts to throw up that form of free media. You can't lose. It's beautiful. They're, they're putting your brand on a T-shirt. Your brand on a T-shirt them. and selling it. Sometimes they're buying your merchandise just so they can turn it upside down, so giving you money on top of it and promoting your brand free of charge. Guys, you cannot ask for it better for free marketing than what you're getting right now for the brand. It's well, it's yeah. amazing. It's a tough, tough place to play, too, and that's the tough. If you're, if yeah, you're got to win, though. If you're going to watch that <laughs> game uh, at 1 o'clock tomorrow, that I'm not a fan of the uh, TCU court. It's kind oh, of distracting. It's to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just a weird the, – the, the, the design they have all over the court makes it weird to watch the game. But, I, but TCU's been playing some good basketball, and, uh, you know, they're 5-3 and three right now, 16-5 and five overall for Jamie Dixon. Uh, the kid that transferred in from Texas Tech's been playing really well for them. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, Texas is 3-5. and five. This is a must win. I mean, they're all must wins now when you're 3-5 and five and you're down at the bottom of the conference with Cincinnati and UCF, West Virginia. All three and five. Worst team in the conference, Oklahoma State. They're down there at one and seven. But uh, you got to find some wins here. They're tough to come by because you're going to play TCU, then Iowa State, who's sitting up there at five and two. They got to go back to Houston. Um, and mm-hmm. by the way, the game to watch tomorrow after Texas plays at one, that'll roll right into Kansas, Houston tomorrow okay. at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. So if you're looking for some college hoops on a Saturday, that's a good one. That's Kelvin Sampson's team on the road against Bill Self and the Jayhawks. That is a very important game in the Big Big Twelve. Number well, four against number, what, eight, nine, seven, like, six? Yeah, I don't know yeah. what Kansas is. The Big 12 is just, it's just tournament basketball. In the yeah, season. that's right. And that's why those Saturdays when they're all matching up, it's fun, man. Yeah. You get some really good basketball. Uh, with, without our football now, you've got to have something to keep you entertained, and that, that's pretty good. I just wonder if the, in tournament time, are these teams going to be considered battle-tested and all the Big 12 teams will thrive in tournament play? Yes. <laughs> or they'll cannibalize each other and just eat each other alive. By the time they get tournament play, they won't be fresh from beating each other up. So I don't know which one it's going to be. I, I think it'll be a little bit of both. I think some teams won't have the depth, and they won't necessarily have the kind of the physical and mental toughness to go through Big 12 play and then go through tournament play. Um, but I think there will be a couple of teams who will uh, they'll they'll elevate and separate in that time. And, you know, there's a good chance your champion comes out of the Big 12. Yeah. Oh, man. Good um, chance. I think there's a real strong chance of that. Yeah. Uh, UConn, though, the defending chance might be the best they team. They got something to say about that, of course. Uh, and they're really good. But just based on the amount of teams – High-level high teams. Oh, sure. you got a good I, I think you almost guarantee there'll be at least one, maybe two Final Four teams out of the Big 12. That's wild. I mean, it's just, they're just that good. Yeah. Uh, these are really high-end teams. But, you know, you, you do kind of get worn down, too. There's an argument that by the end of this conference gauntlet and then the conference tournament, Eggs, kind of yeah. like, oh, I, I man. I guarantee there'll be teams like, I don't give a damn about that conference tournament. Now, cons- oh. now consider what they've done the regular season. 
in climbing that mountain. Well, that might be good for Texas because Texas might need that. Because remember, they're the defending Big 12 tournament champions, and they would be in their final Big 12 tournament when they get to it in March. So, yeah. well, we'll see. But Rodney Terry's team, 1 o'clock tomorrow against Jamie Dixon's Horn Frogs. Big win for Texas women last night. And this has, uh, doesn't pay to piss off Vic Schaefer and the Lady Longhorns. There you go. That's good. Uh, no, no, no. When Vic takes it up, personally, I would say when Vic's fired up, yeah, you don't want to be in his in his path <laughs> and feel his wrath. He is man. That dude, like I said, he coaches with passion, and you know, I, I got a feeling that when what well, he was upset about what game was that? Was it last Oklahoma. week? Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, he was. He said happy. the practices are going to – he even said we'll it. We'll take like, care of this come tomorrow. <laughs> Sunrise tomorrow. <laughs> I feel bad for them ladies because I've been in some meeting rooms having some bad games like that where the coach can't wait to rip you a new one in the film room and then get you out in the field and just wear you out. Yeah. Oh. Vic, I mean, I, I remember listening to the interviews with him, with Craig, Seaway. Uh, during the COVID year, it almost drove him crazy not to be around his, his players. Like he, oh, he, I can believe there that. There was so much. That kind of dude, yeah. He, and that was his first year. He's trying to get – I mean, it was – you could almost hear it through the phone that he was losing was his Sark's mind. first year, too. Sark yeah. talked about how he was disconnected from the team and they had to do meetings in these weird places. Well, they didn't have his they, facility done. He said they could never be together as a team. They were never oh. together as a group. They didn't have their space. Right, and then that, that you know, and the COVID, it's COVID and construction for Texas yeah, for football. Yeah. Absolutely, I mean, people call that excuse. That's just a factor. Uh, when you can't, you're trying to build chemistry and camaraderie with a team, and you can't be around them. And you're separated. <laughs> yeah. uh, a little tough. Could be a little like, think about it like a long distance relationship. Yeah, it's the reason they don't work. <laughs> you got to be around each other. Yeah. Well, then they get together and you find out, man, I don't really like. I don't you. really like this person. <laughs> we found it out during COVID. Remember, every all the all the couples who got divorced, we thought it assumed that the birth rates would increase after COVID because everybody would be shacked up and they'd just be banging it out all the time, and they didn't. Actually, divorce rates increased because people got together and they were stuck together for so long they realized, I don't like this person unless I get an eight-hour reprieve going to work and I can be out in the world and I come home and I can be with them for three or four hours. That's when we work. That's when we're a good couple. But we got to be with each other. Sleep for eight hours. We're apart for eight hours. (laughs) And then we hang out for a couple hours. (laughs) If we got to be together for 12 hours a day, it ain't – no. I don't like this person for that long. Not compatible. Yeah. So that that was a a shock to everybody sociologically. Like, man – the divorce rates went through the roof. Yeah. People don't like getting along. And people don't like their kids as much as they thought either because oh. they had to teach their own kids. They had to oh, homeschool their kids. People realize, my kid's an a-hole. Yes. <laughs> my, your, your kid is an a-hole. telling you that teacher, for years. Yes, you should believe your teacher. Your kid is an Why a-hole. Why are you blaming the teacher <laughs> all this time? Yeah, he, he doesn't listen, doesn't does, sit still very yeah, well. Yeah, now you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and surprisingly, boys struggled with COVID more than the girls did, which tells oh, you. Oh, no doubt. Of course. Which, yeah. Which is, you know, well, I don't want to get into the educational side. But, but I'm yeah. with you, yeah. Uh, that, that there's there, never mind. There's reasons I, for it. There's reasons mm-hmm. that you boys are struggling yeah. more with the current uh, uh, way of education. But either way, can we get to Rod's rant before Let's we go it. into a different rant? We've also got a very special guest who will join us at the bottom of the hour. We've got some uh, who said that before the end of this nine o'clock hour. Let's get to Rod's rant though. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car. Any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. Okay, I want to get to the Dallas Cowboys uh, candidates for their defensive coordinator job because, honestly, I think there are like 10 different names that could be 
legitimate candidates for incredible candidates for the, the de- defensive coordinator vacancy for the Cowboys. Before we get to that, though, something that I heard the other day I thought was interesting. Um, now, Caleb Williams is by almost every projection going to be the number one overall pick. Like, I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't seen anything different, and that's been for like two years. <laughs> for the last two years, he's been said to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Um, but recently there have been some rumors that maybe Chicago won't draft a quarterback. That's out there. Even Ty believes they could do something as stupid as not draft a quarterback, and it's possible they could. Um, but also, or that Caleb Williams may not want to play in Chicago just because of their terrible track record and history with quarterbacks. Um, and they, and if they, right now they may not have the structure, coaching staff, personnel in place to help him achieve and reach his ultimate level of success as a young quarterback. They may hold him back because organizationally they're just a bit of a fuster cluck. Here's Colin Cowherd earlier this week uh, saying he's got sources out there in Cali. He's a big USC fan um, talking about how he thinks uh, Caleb Williams' dad uh, may be steering this uh, ship in conversation in a different way. Here it is, Cowherd. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply concerns here that uh, dad's a little too involved. Now, dads are very, very involved in high school and college quarterbacking. So that's just part of the new world we live in. But I I still contend, you're going to think I'm nuts here. I do think it's possible that Washington trades up and Chicago allows Washington to trade up because Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. He's from the D.C. area. I think Dan Quinn is considered the big concern for Caleb Williams, and you have to admit this, where you land matters. Chicago has never developed a star quarterback. Okay. He did mention Dan Quinn there. They got the number two overall pick. There's some belief that, first of all, Chicago, I don't know if they're interested in drafting a quarterback. They should be, but Ty's brought up a good point that they've they've had some bad decisions about quarterback in in the recent history of that franchise. And right now, some of their moves are giving, are sending mixed messages, mixed signals about what they're going to do to it for the future. Are they going to trade Justin Fields? Are they going to reinvest in Justin Fields? Whatever's going to happen there. They could be open to potentially trading that number two overall pick. Sorry, that number one overall pick. And if they were, it'd be the commanders most likely that could get it because they're right behind them. Um, and if he's from D.C., and maybe that's, you know, maybe he that's is from that area, the Mar- from that area. Maryland area. So maybe they can make a move if Chicago's not interested. But he may not want to go to Chicago. And if he wants to go to Washington instead of go to Chicago, then he could pull one of those Eli Manning, you know, Deion Sanders clout cards where I ain't playing for you. Well, remember, John Elway and Deion had baseball. They had leverage baseball. play. Great point. Um, you know, Manning was a Manning. Um, <laughs> and had Archie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, if you're the Bears – to go back one pick and you you still get Drake May or who are your pickup quarterback you get a boatload of picks and for you that get one. you get a you can get a, you know, a a king's ransom from Washington to get Caleb Williams which with a new owner and the, they're looking to rebrand that team to get a star like Caleb Williams to go with Dan Quinn would be a big get uh, but yeah we'll see that's interesting I saw that too that he wants to play with either Washington or Vegas 
With oh, things that I read sense. about Caleb Williams. Yeah, Vegas makes sense just because of branding wise. And that's yeah. where Cliff Kingsbury is now. And that that's a good point you bring that up because Cliff Kingsbury is on the record for saying that Caleb Williams is the most talented quarterback that he's ever coached. Now, he recruited Kyler Murray or that he's ever seen as a quarterback. He's 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 recruited and coached Kyler Murray <laughs> and he recruited and coached Patrick Mahomes. And he's saying Caleb Williams is the most talented young quarterback that he's ever coached. That's and Cliff Kingsbury knows his stuff. He knows quarterbacks really well. Um, and uh, there's talk that Caleb Williams' dad and Caleb Williams really love Cliff Kingsbury. So I wonder if there could be a move trying to get Vegas to Vegas has the eighth trade pick. up to get somewhere well, look, close to where they could draft Caleb Williams if say, they if they bring in Cliff Kingsbury. If the Bears are dumb enough to trade out of that pick and give up on <laughs> that talent. They are. Um, that's on them. <laughs> but yes, I mean Vegas could, would have to go up from eight to one. But if you're Vegas, you've got you know really good pass rushers. You've got a pretty good team. You need a quarterback. Uh, you need a quarterback. And now you've got you know, Antonio Pierce with Cliff Kingsbury. Um, that would be interesting. But obviously Washington would only have to go up one pick to make that happen and mm-hmm. uh, could, wouldn't have to give up as much as to go up from eight to one. Yeah. No, eight, eight crazy enough, you, you're actually drafting too late to get one of those top QBs. You've got to move up into right now the top three. You do. They're, they're, they're probably going one, two, one, two three. and three, especially with the teams there: Washington, Chicago, yeah. and New England. All need quarterbacks. Yeah, so that, that's out there. Just it's buzzing right now that Caleb Williams just doesn't want to play in Chicago, but he may not have to worry about that if Chicago doesn't want to draft a quarterback, which we also at this point aren't are uncertain about. Okay, let's talk about the Cowboys and their defensive coordinator vacancy. Uh, Ty, do you have this audio ready from Ian Rappaport on NFL Network? Um, he is uh, reporting that an in-house hire is probably most likely for the Cowboys, um, but also now that very same in-house hire, he reported that earlier, but this clip is him saying that very same in-house hire that is the odds-on favorite to be the next D.C. for the Cowboys is also the odds-on favorite to be the next D.C. for Dan Quinn in Washington. Now, the Cowboys have an opening at defensive coordinator. I would also expect, as colleague Steve Weish mentioned, Joe Witt to go with Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator. He's currently Cowboys secondary coach, but now a new opening in Dallas as well. All right, so Clarence Hill Jr. and Calvin Watkins both reported that uh, Joe Witt Jr. is on record for saying the Cowboys defensive coordinator job, it was his dream job. All right, and this was... It's a quote from a few years ago. My two dream jobs when I started off, and this has stayed the same, I wanted to be the head coach of South Florida or the D.C. of the Dallas Cowboys. That was when I was back at Louisville. So his dream job is open, um, but he is a Dan Quinn guy and a Dan Quinn disciple, so does he want to follow Dan Quinn? I want to say with the Cowboys. It looks like he is right now, at least David Moore of the Dallas Morning News reporting that he is the front runner uh, to get the job with the Dallas Cowboys as their D.C. So he's the front runner for both positions. Yeah. DC with Dan Quinn, DC with the Cowboys. Keep an eye on that. And here's a, a tweet I just saw, Rod, from uh, a report from at David Moore of the Dallas Morning News that the Cowboys are interviewing Mike Vrabel for their DC vacancy next week. That's smart. That is smart. That's if, they're, if, they're, if that's indeed the case. That's that would smart. indicate maybe they know Joe Witt wants to go with Dan Quinn to Washington. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, we it, obviously it's a situation right now. That, I don't know what. Either side's waiting on if that is your number one choice. Now, if the Cowboys want to interview Mike Vrabel and do their due diligence, maybe that's why they have not named Joe Witt Jr. the D.C. And if that's the case, he's probably going to leave. Yeah. Because I imagine right now he's probably whoever offers him first. 
Well, if you're, if you're Joe Witt Jr., you're going to take the defensive coordinator position that's offered to you. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't know if it's coming from the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly I mean, right. They're going to talk to Mike Vrabel and Ron Rivera and some of these other candidates, which is what the Cowboys should do. Same time, if you're Joe Witt and you have a t- an offer sitting on the table, you've got to take it. You've got to take that. Um, so, Especially uh, with a coach you know very well and know the system, and there would be immediate uh, chemistry there because you already have that chemistry. Yeah, and so it's been reported by, by multiple sources that, that, that Witt is expected to follow Dan Quinn. Even got that from a uh, a source um, with with Washington as well uh, on their side that they believe that he's going to follow Dan Quinn. So we'll be looking at a vacancy definitely for the Cowboys. So uh, just really quickly uh, to go through some of the names, John I think John Kime is the reporter who said the name I heard Quinn had told teams he'd bring in as DC multiple teams was Joe Witt Jr. So apparently that's been his guy from the jump. Like this going to be my DC. He's been telling teams that. On the interview process. Yeah, this is going to be my D.C. So that likely is going to happen. All right, so here are the candidates real quick. Uh, in-house, I guess we can take Joe Witt Jr. off the list, but I, obviously he, he may have been the first candidate. Um, but take him off the list. Uh, Al Harris Jr. Remember Al Harris uh, as the secondary coach for them. Trevon Diggs put out a tweet saying Al Harris for D.C., so he likes Al Harris a lot. Um, there's Aiden Dirt, uh, who is the uh, D-line coach. Um, so he knows the Dan Quinn system really well. If you're going outside the organization, Don Wink Martindale is available. Remember, he loves to blitz, and he knows the division from his time there in New York with the Giants. Uh, Sean Desai also knows the division. Remember, he was fired by the Eagles after replacing Jonathan Gannon there. Uh, Ron Rivera, you mentioned him. Brandon Staley is still out there. Now, he interviewed with the Rams, I think, most recently. Uh, so that wouldn't make sense to the Rams kind of bring Brandon Staley back, but he's out there. Uh, he's a Vic Fangio disciple. Clint Hurt is another uh, respected mind in the defensive community uh, that is out there, and um, he's, he's famous. With, he took the Seahawks uh, defense two years ago. Um, he was um, a member of the Seahawks defense. Um, Ejiro Evero, who was recently with the Panthers, but the new head coach there, Dave Canales, has not – yet confirmed whether he is going to keep him as D.C. There's a rumor that he will. Uh, Mike Zimmer has expressed interest that he would like that defensive coordinator position. Uh, Mike Pettin, who was uh, famous, I think, most recently with the Browns. Uh, and he's oh, in Green Bay, too. He's with Green Bay for a while as well. Um, that's a name that's been out there. Shane Bowen, another name. So those are some of the names, and it will most likely – uh, be I think one of the I think one of the most recognize one of the recognizable um, defensive coordinators. I think they'll probably go with a bigger name like a run. If they don't get Joe Wood Jr., they'll go with a Run Rivera or, or Mike a Simmer or a Vrabel. They'll go with a big name. Well, if if Vrabel's interviewing, according to David Moore, and David Moore's been covering the Cowboys forever, that's reputable. If if he is interviewing, that would tell you at least he's interested. And you know because yeah. all the head coaching jobs are now gone. Yep. And if you want to stay coaching, uh, we just saw Dan Quinn go coach the Cowboys defense and land another head coaching job. If that's your path, Mike Vrabel would be interesting. But Mike Vrabel obviously would come with immediate threat to Mike McCarthy because everybody would then say, maybe rightfully, that if you get off to a slow start, you've already got the replacement for McCarthy. I don't. And maybe that's what Jerry Jones wants. Maybe that's what he wants. Maybe that's what Mike Vrabel wants. Maybe so. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Maybe so. so. Unfortunately, unfortunately for Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, almost like Vrabel coming in to coach the defense to keep McCarthy, which running the Tex Coast offense, but kind of everybody knows eventually Vrabel's going to, you know, take control. I don't know. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Good stuff with Rod and the rant there. We'll keep an eye on that. That according to Dallas Morning News and uh, David Moore, that Vrabel will interview next week. I don't know if we have to wait till next week, but uh, that's what David Moore says. Hey, we'll pick that up on the other side. Also, a very special guest, our friend, our friend the coach, Anthony Williams, will be with us for uh, to highlight the big event he's got coming up. Uh, we'll also get some who said that before the end of this hour. It took him up on a Friday. 
Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. All right, Rod, it took them up on a Friday, and we'll have a round of who said that for the top of the hour. A lot of text right. coming in and conversation. This is uh, trade Dak and three future first-round picks to the Bears. Get that pick. Well, I don't think either side's going to do that. Yeah, but. Bears ain't going to do it because they don't want to pay Dak. You know, Dak's paid it's the price tag. It's price tag, yeah. That makes Dak contract. Dak's play is pretty good, but the price tag is, yeah. is big. Well, that's, you know, as the Texans now know, to have that first-round quarterback that's uh, on the cheap. better than the contract. Man, that's like, that's rent, what you're it's like a rent for. control department in New York City. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, somebody says, what about Belichick as defensive coordinator? We talked about that. That's unlikely. Bill Belichick wants to get that coaching record. And yep. Mike Vrabel is young enough in his coaching career that he could take the Dan Quinn route and – Exactly right. Go do a good job with that defense mm-hmm. and elevate and get back into the cycle. No question. So Bill Belichick needs to coach. He needs to coach. He's running out of time. Yeah. And he only got one interview this time around, guys. So, he's. He, I think he had fewer options than he anticipated. Well, than any of us anticipated. I thought he'd get more interviews than one. Well, he got one. Well, it, you know, in both cases, you know, we thought maybe Vrabel and Belichick might need to be Did traded. Did Vrabel get any, tra- any interviews? Uh-uh. I don't think he got any. Vrabel did. Vrabel did, yeah. Did Vrabel get any? He, he, he had several. He had several. Okay. Uh, several people brought him in, okay. but um, they went with the younger, hot, hot commodities and Jim Harbaugh uh, in that group too. But I would say this: that you, um, you know, if you're, we we thought originally that those the Titans and Patriots would would be able to trade them. Not so much. It's probably why they're both in both cases. They just let them go because that's, there that's wasn't a great much. Point in, too. Maybe it's because there was no market for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do your due diligence. Like, well, okay, and they didn't even get it hired. Yeah, you weren't getting a draft pick for them. No. <laughs> Pretty clear. Not a high one, no way. All right, Rod, introduce our next guest on the Vaqueros Hotline. Uh, yes, joining us right now on the uh, Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline it is uh, a very good friend of ours. Uh, he does great work in the community, helping get young folks uh, a chance to showcase their talent. Uh, joining us right now, Anthony Williams. He is the uh, the president of the um, he's the president of Texas Football Showcase, and also a really good friend of ours, Anthony Williams. What's going on, Coach? How you doing? What's up, Anthony? Hey guys, Happy New Year! How you doing? Doing great. Happy New Year to you as well. We appreciate that. And uh, it's that time of year, right? We've got uh, uh, you know UIL realignment coming down yesterday. Recruiting's going on. And you, or as Rod said, uh, have all kinds of activities for young people to help them uh, thrive in the sport of football. Tell us about your unsigned senior underclassman skills exposure showcase. Long name, but it's important. It's coming up next weekend. What are the details on that? And how can our audience uh, and their youngsters be a part of it? Yeah, no, thanks guys for having me back on this year. This is our, uh, it's going to be our 15th annual Untimed Senior Showcase. As we all know, with recruiting and all things you mentioned, Aaron, that are going on, uh, signing day, uh, the second signing day will be uh, next Wednesday. Um, and so a lot of kids who are thinking that they're going to sign with a, a D1 school, uh, it may not happen, especially now with the transfer portal. The, the high school scholarship number has, has decreased tremendously. And so, as always, me and, and Coach Anthony Wood, head coach at Westwood High School here in the, uh, the Northwest Austin area, are doing our unsigned senior rising underclassmen showcase. Uh, if you're an unsigned senior class of 24 or you're in the transfer portal and you don't have film, and maybe you're class of 22 or 23, uh, you have the chance to come out to Dell Valley at their, at their indoor complex, thanks to Coach Todd Patman over there for having us again for, I think, going on our eighth year. Uh, we're going to host a showcase, and we're going to have – a lot of coaches who are still looking for really good players here in the state of Texas to round up their rosters. 
Now, Division One schools can't be there, and so we'll have a lot of Division Two, Division Three, NAIA, and junior colleges there who are still looking to help athletes use football to get a better education. On top of that, we'll have what we call a rising underclassmen. So if you're a, a freshman, a sophomore, a junior, and you've been sitting behind a senior or this is going to be your big year coming up this fall, uh, you'll get a chance to uh, get some verifiable combine time, which is important in the recruiting process uh, to add to your profile. You're going to get some great coaching. I've put together a great coaching staff with a lot of former Longhorns on it uh, to coach you up in individual drills, and then we'll get right into one-on-one so you can showcase your ability uh, in front of co- uh, college coaches, recruiting staff, recruiting services and analysts, uh, evaluation people, things like that. Uh, it'll all be inside. So whether the weather is nice or cold or hot, uh, you know, we'll be nice and inside and be ready to go. So we're looking forward to giving these kids a platform, kind of one final platform for the class 24 and kind of a springboard platform for those rising underclassmen uh, going forward into their sophomore, junior, or senior year. Uh, it's a really a great opportunity, Anthony. It's Sunday, February 11th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, and uh, there's a, uh, actually an early bird sign-up. You're going to get $25 off until February 11th of that, uh, that $50 fee. But it is a great coaching staff, as you said, uh, Anthony. Um, you go over the coaching staff here. I mean, a lot of guys, some of the guys I played with, actually. Uh, you got Corey Redding uh, coaching with his group. Fozzie Witt, Kwame Cavill. My old uh, uh, teammate back when I came to the Fort Eggs, one of my mentors. Uh, great coaching staff you put together here, Coach. Yeah, no, all these guys are great guys. And it, it all starts with uh, my, my partner, Coach Anthony Wood, probably one of the best quarterback whispers uh, in the state of Texas uh, over at Westwood High School. Uh, he'll, he'll be taking care of the quarterbacks and teaching them all the things they need to do to become a better quarterback. You mentioned Fozzie. Fozzie's become a big part of our group, does a great job uh, coaching running backs. Uh, you mentioned Kwame Cavill. Uh, will be joining us. He's been a guard for a few years, but he's back coaching the receivers. Uh, former head coach at Huddle High School, Brad LaPlante, will be coaching the O-line, one of the best O-line coaches uh, here in the state. Uh, former Stony Point Tiger, former Texas Longhorn, uh, Tevin Mims will be handling the D-line. Uh, former strength and conditioning coach at Texas, Derek Scott, will be coaching the linebackers. Uh, a local high school legend here, running back uh, Storm Woods, who is now coaching DBs over at Hendrickson High School. Uh, he'll be doing the DBs there. Uh, and then two of my favorite guys, you mentioned, uh, if you've never been around and you guys know, Casey Stoddard is a walking uh, pile of energy, uh, brings a lot of energy just the way he played at Texas and at Houston. Casey's going to come in and, and work with uh, Coach LaPlante with the old linemen. And then uh, my new one, Corey Reddy. Corey and I were talking at a recent uh, UIL State playoff game when North Shore played here at Pflugerville, and he's, really, he's ready to kind of get back and start uh, – you know, sharing his knowledge of playing the game with the next generation athletes. So he's also going to be working with us uh, on the D-line. So it'll be him and, and Ted Mims working the D-line. So really good staff. If kids really want to learn and understand how the game is supposed to be played at a high level, uh, this is the staff that I put together to teach you that. Uh, this is not going to be a kind of a photo op kind of thing. Obviously, that will take place afterwards. But these guys are going to come in and who are, the kids are showing up. They'll be coached hard and they'll understand what it's going to take to make that jump, Rod, as you understand, from, from being a really good high school player to being a really good college player. And so we're really excited about the staff. We'll have a lot of coaches there. Uh, obviously, with co- post-COVID now, we don't get as many coaches on site as we used to. So now we've gone to a live stream. So we partnered with a company called Texas Football Life. Uh, they're going to record it and do a live stream so that uh, uh, coaches that can't make it can still watch uh, the event live or they can watch the recording. And players will be able to use some of that footage to add to their highlight video to show coaches what they're doing 
in the offseason to get ready for the upcoming season and why they're a top prospect that they should be looking at. So we're really excited. Uh, we're going to have Buffalo Wild Wings feeding the coaches afterwards and uh, looking forward to getting after it on Sunday, February 11th. I know it's Super Bowl Sunday, and we normally don't have it on Super Bowl Sunday. That's because the NFL pushed their season back, as we all know. Uh, I always have hosted this event the first Sunday after signing day, and I'm not going to change it now. So that's why we're going in the morning. We'll register at 8 o'clock. We'll get, we'll get started with the football drills, the combine testing at 9. We'll finish at 12, and everybody will have a full six hours to get back home wherever they live. Plenty of time to watch the Super Bowl. Nice. Plenty of time to watch nice. that Super Bowl, and that's uh, a great way to do it. Uh, football in the morning and football in the evening with Anthony Williams and that great coaching staff. Uh, what are the uh, what are the best ways for folks to hear this and their, their interest is peaked? How do they get registered? How do they learn more, Anthony? Yeah, thank you, Eric. So there are two ways. They can either go to TexasFootballShowcase.com and register, or they can go to our riser site, TexasFootballRiser.com. Uh, and so yeah, they can go there and register. There's a, there's a scan code. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter on A Williams USA, either on IG or Twitter, uh, the flyer is there. It's uh, pinned on my profile. You can either go to the website or you can scan the QR code and it'll take you right there. Uh, we uh, are looking forward to hosting. We've got about 100 kids signed up now. Uh, we're not going to be a mega camp. We want to make sure that we have enough kids there for the coaches to, uh, to evaluate properly. Uh, the way the system works is coaches, if they like you, they'll call you over. They're all going to have their own uh, kind of like a recruiting table, like a recruiting fair. Uh, they'll have their uniforms, their helmet, and, and collaterals about their school and the admissions process all there. And the thing I take, and, and Rod and Aaron, you guys have been supporting me for, on this event for many, many years, uh, it's probably my most memorable event for Coach Wood and I because there's a lot of kids that will be coming uh, on Sunday, February 11th, who have zero recruiting exposure, no offers, no nothing, and players are going to leave there after Sunday with offers of either official visit or full-time offers to play uh, the sport they love the next level. And so that's one of the things we take pride in. Uh, obviously, with the rising underclassmen, and, and you guys know a few of the names that have come through uh, and really kind of stamped their name on the recruiting team the following year, kids like Deuce Vaughn were kind of discovered uh, at the showcase. A uh, kid named Patrick Taylor, who's now running back with the Green Bay Packers, uh, came to the showcase. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan that played at uh, Hendrickson is now uh, playing uh, running back for the Denver Broncos. So there's been a lot of great alumni who kind of use this platform to kind of spring load themselves into the national recruiting scene. So we're proud of those kids also, but we really want to do put more emphasis uh, for these, uh, these class 24 unsigned teams, give them one last chance uh, to, to play the game at the next level. So I appreciate all you guys support. I hope to get a lot of high school coaches out there out supporting their kids that have given them four years of blood, sweat, and tears to win district titles. And then also a showcase to showcase your underclassmen who are going to be the next big thing on Friday nights here in Texas. Hey, Anthony, I got one question before we let you go. You've been doing this for a long time, and it's great work, too, giving these young men an opportunity to showcase their skills so they can play the sport they love uh, when they, they may have been overlooked, right, or under-recruited. Have you noticed a change in uh, the amount of kids who are unsigned or the amount of kids who are under-recruited now that the transfer portal has become kind of the, the new norm? Have you noticed a change because of the transfer portal and what you do at this level? Yeah, absolutely, Rob. We, we've seen uh, the numbers. Actually, uh, two things. One, you know, COVID took the numbers down a little bit, uh, but I think now, as you mentioned, the transfer portal where literally I've talked to many college coaches across the country and they're taking probably, you know, half uh, of the number wow. of high school kids that they used to uh, pre-transfer portal. And so with, with the advice that I tell families and kids that I talk to in like clinics and booster club meetings and all my other events is you know, might, wanna, might not want to wait for that big offer to come. Take the offer you have now, whether it's at a D2 or an FCS, 
and just go ball, just, Rod, just like you did, just like Aaron did when he was at Texas, go ball. And now because of the changing uh, landscape, you might be able to use the portal to upgrade. But if not, uh, don't wait around uh, for an offer that may not come. So come out here, ball out. You're competing now, not against uh, the kids in your graduating class, but you're also recruiting against kids who are, uh, who are play, played in college or not played, and they're a year or two older than you. The, the dynamics have changed, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to either you can ball or you can't. And if you're really, really good, somebody's going to find you and say, hey, you're a really good player. Do you want to come over to our school and play for us? So uh, don't let all the NIL and the transfer portal, uh, that stuff will take care of itself. You just got to take care of your business in the classroom, take care of your business on the campus of where you're at, being a person of good character, high integrity, uh, and make sure you can ball. And at the end of the day, if you do those three things, uh, life will present opportunities to you uh, to get your education partially or fully paid for. Amen. Great, great stuff, Anthony. We appreciate it and uh, glad to help anytime we can. It's uh, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday morning from 9 to 11 out at Dell Valley in that great indoor complex they have there with Coach Patman. Uh, the website, again, is TexasHighSchoolShowcase.com. Get all the details there. And uh, for all the reasons Coach just mentioned, sign them up and uh, make sure you share that with a youngster. If you know someone uh, who this would work for very well, make sure you share that and uh, send it along. Thank you, Coach. We appreciate it. No, thank you for your support, guys. Have a great rest of the day and have a great weekend. There you go, Thanks, Coach Anthony. Anthony Williams. And, yeah, Coach Anthony Wood, also a tre- tremendous leader of young men as well, and uh, those two put that together. really is cool. Um, you know, the opportunity to showcase your skills, get coached by some of those names. You just yep. heard Casey Stutter, Corey Redding. The list went on and on. Uh, but, you know, it's a live stream, so, you know, you get, your, you get to showcase your skills. You for can. coaches who can yeah. further your football career it and is. help you with an education. I really, I love that. That coaching staff is loaded, though. It really is. So, yeah, you're right. So go to TexasFootballShowcase.RiseEvents, uh, and that's R-Y-Z-E, uh, rise, uh, Riser, excuse me, Riser, E-R-Events.com. So uh, showcase, Texas Football Showcase. You'll buy, you, if you go to Texas Football Showcase, you'll be able to find out all the details there. Um, but if you're looking to uh, – Communicate with Coach Williams. Uh, you can hit him up via Twitter at a Williams USA, um, or you can hit him up at um, a will eighty six at um, a l will eighty six at gmail.com. TexasFootballShowcase.com coming up February eleventh. We'll come back when we do. It's who said that, Rod? Who on said a Friday. that? Coming next. Aaron Hogan. You just gotta keep living, man. Rod Babers. L i v i n. E and Rod B on the horn. All right, Rob, we've had some great audio already this morning, including Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh, the new coach of the Chargers, declaring he wants to drive his RV out and go down to a trailer park down by the water. I want to Jim Rockford it for the next couple of months until we move into a new facility. It's one of the greater statements you'll that see. That dude is serious, too. He He's dead serious. He's dead serious. Y'all better believe him. Remember Jim Rockford lived on a dumpy-ass mobile home on Malibu in that show back in the 70s, Rockford Files. It's before my time. Remember who else lived in that and did that? Uh, it was Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. Remember oh, yeah, he was I remember living, that. He was living yeah, in, down on the beach. Down on the beach. Yeah, it was better living on the Rockford, beach. That's what Rockford was doing. On the beach is awesome. Hey, if you live in a trailer park on the beach, like on that trailer on the beach, that's, that's kind of cool. Trailer park, like just hanging out like down by like some – 
I don't know, some river or like we are the Millers or something. By you or something. That ain't cool. But the beach, oh man, that's a different that's a different situation. He walks altogether. on the beach. Oh man. Got the ocean. Chick, chicks will dig that. Chicks will dig that. Chicks well, will dig a trailer on the beach. Yeah, Mel Gibson. <laughs> I saw some of those scenes. Yeah. Uh, all right, Rod, Rod, what do you what other good audio do you have for us that maybe I need to try to oh, figure out who it is? Ty, I got a bunch of them. I sent you like four or five clips. You can dial any of them up you want to. We can play who said that. We we, we need to find those leaders, those competitors. As Jay Stu would say, those dogs. Like, we need some dogs. Like, we got to get some guys that are passionate about football and love football. They want to come out every day and compete on the practice field, in the weight room. We need competitors. We got to bring that back here. We got to bring that back here to Bank of America Stadium to where people get excited about coming to see our team. Ooh, we Bank need of some America. dogs. We Bank of dogs. America says that uh, Dave Canales. Oh, you were close. Dan Morgan. Dan the Morgan, the new GM. GM's like, we need some dogs. Got to get them dogs. Get them dogs. We need none of them cats. <laughs> I love that that is now – I got that coach had to be the first one to make that like a viral thing. I'm sure somebody was using the term, we need some dogs. But it wasn't – it hadn't become like a common term oh, until the coaching rant. Coach, of course, we from need Carolina back in the day. Right. Well, he started with the whole thing about, we got this cat. We got this cat. Let's, yeah. We got some dogs in our house. He tells his whole life story yeah, about it. he tells him, about Bo. Bo, Bo, I think the dog's name was Bo. Bo, can't keep Bo, Bo, Bo tied up in the back. Come on, Bo. <laughs> hey, so uh, who is this, Rod? You're probably not going to know, I don't think, but at the same time it was on our radio station this week uh, on the Rich Eisen Show talking about the relationship. It's a former teammate of uh, a couple of guys, and he's talking about a relationship between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Who said this? Travis blew me away with his – mental ability to conceptualize football and to see everything on the field. And I think until he met his match and Pat and the way they see the game and the way they're able to free flow, we knew how good Travis was, but we didn't necessarily know how special he was from a mental perspective. But, you know, I can remember in walkthroughs, you know, Travis and I kind of talking, making jokes and the quarterbacks kind of calling the play. Travis isn't really listening. He's off in a different world, but he's still able to like hear enough of it and get to the line and know what to do and just like feel out football. He has such a brilliant football mind. That was the thing that I, I really took to uh, when I first got to know him and I first got to see him is just how easily he sees football, the space. Um, you know, he's just kind of on a savant level in terms of taking it all in and knowing where to go. Is that why he's so wide there open? We go. There we go. There is. Uh, who said that, Rod? Any guess? Ooh, it's a tough one. I have no idea. That's former Chiefs offensive lineman Mitchell Schwartz. Okay. Won a Super Bowl with them back in uh, 2000. Whatever Super Bowl that was that they won, um, Super Bowl Fifty Four, yeah. uh, four years ago. Uh, but yeah, just talking about the his savant level of of reading route tr- routes and zone defenses, and then Patrick Mahomes' ability to mold with that, and that's what makes them unstoppable. I mean, yeah. you know, going into your game plan. Well, it's that that chemistry you just can't really can't defend it. And we saw that that bromance between Cole McCoy and Jordan Shipley. Yeah, I mean, everybody knew where Texas was going with football. You just couldn't stop it. Yeah. Um, all right, Ty, you can dial another one of those clips up. We can play Who Said That. 